My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, hello. Welcome to the Rent Perfect Podcast, Scott. Uh, we're here today, another episode. I'm so happy. Hey, Scott, I, what, yeah. what, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm so excited about this topic. Oh, no, you're good, I mean, man. Go ahead. Fire away. I just was going to ask you what your mother's maiden name was. <laughs> I can't tell you that. What about your high school friend? My high school mascot. The name of my first pet. <laughs> How many security questions are we going to get asked in our lifetime? And what's right. interesting is every time they ask us that question, that data is put somewhere. Yeah. And it's more and more and more data that uh, people have on us. And that's what I want to talk today about is just how are people using data to, to do fraudulent activity and what are we seeing out there today? Yeah. So welcome to the podcast today. Subscribe. Um, kind of a negative topic today, but it's very it's one that protects us. Yeah. You know? Negative but important. Very important. Really, to actually, know. really critical to what we're doing. So, so we got some statistics. Give us. Yeah, some, give you know, I love statistics, and so I always go back and look at uh, at what's out there. So, 2020, okay. Federal Trade Commission says there were over 2.2 million reports of fraud. Okay. Okay. So that breaks down to just over 6,000 reports of fraud per day. Right, but but I don't even think that's even close because yeah. I tried to file with the FTC a fraudulent claim a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Someone was trying to come into Rent Perfect and abuse our system. And if it wasn't over $50,000, they didn't even want the filing. Yeah. You so, know? Yeah. So let's, let's just let's just double that number, <laughs> tri- triple that number. I mean, yeah. I think we're safe to say let's triple that number and say, because we're talking about reported fraud, right? I mean, right. Incident, most people are like, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, we were never reported ours because they wouldn't take yeah. it. So, know? I mean, if you said 20,000 reports, I mean, there, there's 20,000 acts of fraud every day. It's probably not surprising, but right. it's alarming. I mean, can't you make money just like doing business the way we do it? Like, yeah, we're <laughs> the honest <laughs> traditional way. work. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, we have to turn off our IP addresses coming from other countries that are just tagging us all over the place. You know, Africa yeah. and Russia and China—they're just little bots, just constantly tagging us. And so we have to shut down that certain IP addresses can't even get into mm-hmm. our system because it's uh, it's crazy. So if you're, you know. In Zimbabwe, and you want to use Rent Perfect? Hey, sorry, it's uh, you can only use it within continental yeah. United States and Canada. So, right. anyways, but it's just crazy uh, the amount of, of data breaches that are putting us all at risk. And so, data breach. What's a data breach? Yeah, I mean, it's like someone, somebody, you know, grabbing our information from a source, whether it's our bank or our, you know, anywhere that we've put our personal information in. Someone comes in and hacks into it and takes that information and. Sells it, uses it for, right. for evil. So, you know, I think sometimes we have this this trust that someone like Target would do business in a way mm-hmm. that would protect me. So I'm going to go to Target, get my credit card, you know, all this stuff. And their their systems, it's their Target. Yeah. Right? They're, they're Google. They've got to be top notch. They're Facebook. They're Google. Right. right? They're Capital One Bank. They're, they're, they're these yeah. big, big names that are getting hacked. And all this data is getting dumped into the dark web. And all these different people around the world are, are grabbing this data, piecing this data together, and they're getting Scott Aubrey. Mm-hmm. They're getting Scott Aubrey's picture of his driver's license that he uploaded somewhere. Yeah, They're getting a picture of Scott's check and check numbers at his bank. 
and they're looking up and they're looking up online on Google and they're seeing where your address is and mm-hmm. and maybe a profile picture off of one of the social media sites and yeah. all of a sudden they start following you. I mean, it it sounds crazy, you know, but it is um, truly a major issue right now for many of us. Now, most of us investors are kind of heavily using our credit. Our names, addresses, and information are on so many public websites. So the assessor's office, mm-hmm. the recorder's office, the corporation commission, you know, um, MLS, um, Airbnb, realtor, the Airbnb. I mean, all of a right. sudden we're putting all of this information out there. And so how do we protect ourselves and yet still live in 2022 and do business the way we're used to, to doing it, you know? And I think of, I mean, if you asked an older person for their social security number, what what response would you get? Uh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving that. Yeah, to I'm not you, giving right? that to you. You can you can steal my identity with that right. number. Exactly. Yeah. And what's funny is we write a check to somebody. It has our routing number and our account number on it, and we give that to them. Yeah, the keys to the kingdom are at the bottom of the check. Yeah. We don't even we don't even think twice. Right. So you remember that movie years ago called Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. You know, the guy kind of impersonated a pilot and everybody trusts pilots back then. He'd go mm-hmm. to the bank and flirt with the girls and get the continental check cashed yep. and and he would do all these things to defraud these banks that took him a while for the FBI to catch up with him. And what was his name in real life? Frank Abagnale. Frank Abagnale and he yeah. went to work for the FBI and yeah. actually taught them what, what he was doing. And we watch that movie and we think, oh, those are the old days. That's been all, that's been fixed. I am telling you, we have more of an issue with check fraud today than ever before. I mean, just look at your statistics. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And for most of those, those are, I mean, it's, a lot of them are are identity stuff, but there's a lot of online and purchase, you know, like shopping fraud. Right. So people grab it. I mean, you you, uh, punch in your your credit card number and your three-digit code and off it goes and then off it goes into someone else's hands and. I mean, I'm I'm sure we've all had this where I've got the phone call. It's like, hey, did you just buy seven thousand dollars worth of paint at Home Depot in Orange, California? No. Oh well, someone did. Cancel that credit card. <laughs> Cancel the credit card, right? right. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's happened to me a number of times where uh, somebody's gone to. It's it seems like it's always Home Depot or Lowe's to buy large ticket items, and then yeah, they call me and say I'm like I I don't even haven't even been there ever. So, I have a friend who has a has pretty large law firm here in Phoenix, and they um. They made a URL just like the law firm, but they put just one little dot in there. So if you didn't really look at it diligently, right. you wouldn't realize it. That in the, in the email address? In the, in okay. the email address, gotcha. right? Yeah. So they made it. They made it actually URL a website. So they send an email from my friend to his secretary who owns the firm, and mm. it says, "Hey, we're buying another firm." but I've got a really good deal. I've got to get money wired to them ASAP so we can solidify this deal. Okay. She says, okay, I can go ahead and send it this afternoon. It doesn't go to my friend. It goes to whoever's acting like my friend. She goes down, wires 200K, mm. thinking they're buying another law firm. Yeah. It comes back, and luckily it gets stopped by the bank for some reason she didn't fill it out correctly. Well, she sees my friend in the hallway, and she's like, hey, listen, what, what law firm are we oh, buying? We're so excited. <laughs> yeah, what law firm are we buying? He's like, what are you talking about? Well, no, you sent me an email telling me to send off 200K, and we're buying a law firm. What are you talking about? And luckily, because that got bounced on the wire, right. 
they didn't get defrauded. But if that wire would have went through, there was no way to yeah, pull back that, that money's money. gone. And this is an, a prestigious law firm, smart people that are just, they think they're hearing. So you really need to be diligent, not only you know, in your checks, and but in right. your emails. How many emails do you get a day that, hi, I'm king something from Africa, and I've got yeah. $30 million to move into your bank? I mean, yeah. is there or, or any way yeah. that's real? And it might even be those, <laughs> others, those other emails where it's, it's uh, my mother-in-law called me a couple weeks ago. My mother-in-law's 80. She called me and she goes, I want to know if this is a scam or not. I said, okay, what is it? Uh, I got an invoice for a swimsuit. I've known this woman for 33 years. I've never seen her wear a swimsuit. I said, did you order a swimsuit? No. Then it's a scam. But it's got my name in it. It's got my <laughs> thing in it. And, and it says I owe $80. Right. And I'm like, man. Right. You know, and if you're vulnerable, I mean, if you don't have someone, a son-in-law to call and go, is this a scam? You might go, well, maybe I did buy a swimsuit. I don't know. Yeah. My father-in-law the same way, you know. He's like, man, I can't stand my bank. They keep asking me to change my <laughs> password and username, and I keep doing it. Yeah. But I keep getting these emails, and I'm like, what are you talking about? They're never going to email you and ask you to change that information. Yeah. And then he goes into panic mode, like someone's. Right. So, but yeah, yeah, people are out there every day trying to trying to commit fraud against us. It's crazy. It is. It is crazy. So how do we protect ourselves? I mean, why are we having this podcast if we can't give you at least something to yeah, say? Hey, tidbits. There's really no way 100% to stop all this. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there was. But I am telling you the number one thing that people ask me, what, David, what do I do? You need to go experian.com slash freeze. And every single investor out there needs to have a credit freeze on their credit bureau. It will freeze all three credit bureaus for you. Okay. Now, I talked to a guy about this last week. He's like, but I don't want to ruin my credit. I'm like, you're, you're misunderstanding me. If you have an 825 when you freeze it, you're going to have an 825 when you unfreeze it. When you freeze it, it doesn't mean that it can't update and can't report the credit cards, the car payments, the mortgage payments. Mm-hmm. It's not frozen for reporting. It's frozen for people accessing it, for the car dealerships, for yeah. Rent Perfect if you're you know, verifying your identity. Um, but the great thing about it is Experian has has got this little portal that allows you to unfreeze it. They ask you a few questions. You put a little pin number in there. They say, how long do you want to unfreeze it for? I unfreeze it for a day. I let the, if I'm buying a new car or right. if whatever, I'm, I'm uh, re-verifying my Rent Perfect program or, or whatever I'm doing. I unfreeze it. They pull it, and then it automatically freezes again. What's interesting is it's not only freezing your credit, but it's freezing those out-of-pocket questions. And those out-of-pocket questions, a lot of places are having you answer, you know, you had a mortgage two years ago. Is it in between yeah. 1500 and 2500 I mean, it, it kind of yeah. takes We were kind of joking that. about that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I might get the one. What color was your 1997 Toyota Camry that you purchased? Exactly. So yeah. if, if that data is coming from the credit bureaus, it freezes that data. There's okay. multiple systems out there that, that yeah. use those out-of-pocket questions. But, you know, when you come into Rent Perfect, we want your credit frozen. Then we want you to unfreeze it. Let us verify, make sure we know who you are as a landlord. And then it'll freeze again. And in six months, you'll ask, hey, we need you to verify this real quick. And people say, Dave, why do you, why do, you do that? The other day, we had somebody come into Rent Perfect acting like giving us a fraudulent data from somebody else. To, so set, to set up as a new landlord. To set up as a new landlord. So yeah. on face value, we thought it was like a Tom Smith. Yeah. Right? Great. We love a new client. We love a new client. Yeah. Hey, let's help you. He wants to set up rent pay. And what he wants to do is set up rent pay and then come in as a tenant also as John, you know, 
Thompson, and then he wants to take somebody else's routing number and bank account number and start paying rent and defrauding someone because they got a check right. from somebody yeah. else, right? Now, our system is set up where we catch that. Like, we shut that down quickest day. But part of the things that we do that some of our clients think, well, why do you have to re-verify me every six months, buddy? Part of all of that is to make sure we are not part of a fraudulent scheme and it's not coming through right. our system. Because if we don't take those diligent steps, um, people could use our powerful system in a bad way and we just would not allow that right. at all. Um, because there's data breaches and they're the highest and biggest names because we give out so much information as investors, the reality is, is we have to take matters in our own hands. And the number one thing to do right now, today, after you watch or listen to watch this podcast, go to Experian.com backslash freeze or just type in Google Experian freeze. Maybe we can put that in the link in below the, below in the description as Look well. Look in the description. Yeah. It's down there. Yeah. So. Um, click on that and get that freeze going. That's the number one best way right now to protect yourselves. Won't affect you in any other way. It will only help you. I wish they just automatically froze your credit and you had to. Yeah, that would make sense, it, right? But they don't. But Scott, thanks for the statistics. Hey, there's a yeah. lot of garbage out there. Watch your emails for fraud. Watch your credit card for fraud. Watch your check for fraud. It's everywhere. And we need to make sure that you protect yourself. So I just say, hey, listen, protect yourself. And in the meantime, just continue to ramp perfect and be a good investor.